Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. worship you and God for you alone sing you alone are my strength and shield to you alone may my spirit yield oh you are Oh, 
Father, we ask that as we go into your word this morning, that you will speak to our hearts. Let there be a communication of light and life. We ask, Father, that every single thing that is a hindrance to the ministry of your word be taken out of the way in the name of Jesus. I speak to the veils in the hearts of men. Be taken out of the way in the name of Jesus. The word of God will come to you with light and with power in the name of Jesus. I declare that no force will prevent the results of this word hitting your heart in the name of Jesus. Instead, this word will be a blessing for you. Blessing for you. Blessing for you in the name of Jesus. And the believing church said, Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Today we continue our study on the Holy Spirit. We are a church, the new, that believes in the Trinity. We believe in the coexistence of God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the person of the Holy Spirit. We believe that the Holy Spirit is not an it. We believe that He's actually a person. We believe that when Scripture says, greater is He that is in me than he that, than he that is in the world, we believe that it is the Holy Spirit that lives on our inside. We believe that when we gave our life to Jesus and declared Him as Lord, we believe that it is the Holy Spirit that moved into our lives, quickened our dead spirits, and made us alive with the Lord Jesus affecting the perfection of the redemptive power of the blood of Jesus. That is our belief in this house. What that means, therefore, is when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we recognize His existence. We acknowledge His presence. And we maximize His anointing upon our lives. However, as we look into scriptures, we see that there were several dispensations Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 to 2. Bible says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners, the New King James Version says, spoke to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his sons, who is the express image of his person, upholding all things by the word of his power. What that means, therefore, is there was a dispensation where God dealt with the fathers in certain way. But in these last days, there is a way that God deals with us. We see three dispensations as we look through Scripture. There was a time when it was God Himself, God the Creator, who dealt directly with man. It was that God that visited Adam in the cool of the day to converse and to have fellowship with him. It was that God that appeared before Noah and said, build me an ark. It was that same God that appeared to Abraham and said to him, get out of your country and out of your father's house and to a land that I will show you. And then he gave him certain promises. He said, and through you all the families of the earth will be blessed. It was that God that appeared before Moses in the burning bush and told him, take off your sandals for where you stand is holy ground. It was that God that appeared before Samuel and called him while he was yet in Eli's house. That same God. That same God. That same God. But then we see this same God 
after the wrapping up of that dispensation or at the very beginning because indeed Adam messed it all up he began to announce the next dispensation he spoke to the he spoke to the serpent he told the serpent he said and the seed of the woman is going to bruise your head and you will bruise his heel and then we see a type of Jesus in Noah talking about the ark that was supposed to be a rescue mission for the earth and the preservation of the human species we see Abraham and then as we learn in the book of Galatians chapter 3 that what was indeed happening there with Abraham was God was cutting a covenant with a man and his seed that seed was not as of many but as of one which is Jesus Christ according to Galatians chapter 3 announcing announcing the future dispensation we see him when he came to Moses Moses prophesied he said the Lord is going to raise a prophet just like me from amongst you talking about Jesus it seemed as though from this dispensation there had to be an announcement of the next dispensation we see in the life of David David was the first king who was actually ordained to occupy that office of king and priest. Saul tried it and God cut him off. Illegal. It was not written in the books concerning you. How dare you offer that? And then David entered into the temple and ate the showbread that was meant for the priest. Consecrated for the service of the priest. He entered into something that was the mirror of the Christ that was supposed to come announcement again and then we go into the book of Isaiah and the prophets and we see what Isaiah said in the book of Isaiah chapter 9 unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulders and we shall call him wonderful counselor mighty God everlasting father king of peace and of the increase of the government and of peace there shall be no end there had to be an announcement of the next dispensation and then we enter into the Gospels and we see the fulfillment of these several books of announcement of this dispensation. The angel appeared unto Mary and told her, he said, the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, the power of the Most High will overshadow you, and that that will be born of you will be called the Son of God, and you shall name him Emmanuel because he shall be God with us. Let's look in our Bibles to the book of John chapter 1 or rather a book of Ezekiel chapter 36 Ezekiel 36 and verse 26 we will see from this scripture that it was not God's desire for him to just choose one man and deal with one man alone he wanted the whole earth he wanted everyone he wanted every life he wanted every burden that's why we see in the book of 2 Timothy, he said, lift up your hands to pray prayer for all men and for kings and authority whose will is that all men be saved. God wants every single life saved. Ezekiel 36, see his promise. He said, a new heart I will give you, a new spirit I will put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my studies. You shall keep my judgments and do them. And you will dwell in the land that I gave your fathers. And ye shall be my people. And ye and I will be your God. That was his desire all along. Every single life. Non-exempted. Come on, say non-exempted. 
non-exempted. Nobody on the side. Nobody put on the sideline. He wanted all. When God was speaking to Adam, if only Adam understood what he was carrying, maybe his decisions at the garden would have been different. Adam literally means mankind. So when God came in, that the cool of the day to fellowship with man, he actually came to fellowship with all of mankind. All of mankind. <laughs> the book of John chapter 1. Follow me closely this morning. As we journey in God's word. John chapter 1 and verse 14. Bible says, and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Next verse, please. Next verse. Don't cooperate. <laughs> Verse 15 says, John bear witness of him and Christ saying, This is he of whom I speak. He that cometh after me is preferred before me. He was before me. Does that make sense? He that is coming after me is preferred before me and he was before me. The Lord give you revelation. And of his fullness have we all received and grace for grace. The law was given by Moses. Grace and truth came by Jesus. And then we see Jesus, the dispensation of Jesus on the earth. He became flesh and began to interact amongst men. He began to do mighty things, began to do miracles. One of the things that he came to do, number one, he came to give us life. Bible says in the book of John 3, 16, if you can quote it, come on, let's do it together. One, two, ready, great. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. He came to give us eternal life. John chapter 10 and verse 10. The, steel comes to do, the thief comes to do what? Steal, kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. That was his modus operandi. To come and give us life. And then we see in other scriptures. John chapter, Hebrews 10 and verse 7. That he came to do the will of God. That is why he was in the temple early enough to discover what was written concerning me. That is how he knew he was not supposed to actually be king in his earthly ministry. He was supposed to come back and be king. So when they came to give him the crown illegally, what did he do? He disappeared amongst them. He, he followed the will to the letter. Oh, hallelujah. Let's go on. He, the Bible says he came to destroy the works of the he who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Listen, the devil has wrought a lot of destruction right from the beginning, even until now. But thanks be to God, because in Jesus, we triumph over him. Hallelujah! We triumph, we win. We win, hallelujah. Let's go on. And he came to redeem us and to reconcile us to God. Bible says in the book of Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13, Christ has redeemed us 
redemption. He bought us. He paid the precious blood. He offered his blood. And with that, paid the price for you and I to be reconciled back to God. That is why in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says God was in Christ as he was redeeming us. He was reconciling the whole world back to himself. But then that was Jesus' dispensation. That was his time on the earth. That was his own schedule. His time on earth was limited. He was not supposed to be here forever. He was supposed to be here for a short while, pay the price, and return back to the Father. Return to the Father. But then he had one final assignment. Like the Father announced his own dispensation, Jesus announced the next dispensation. You see the next scripture that we're going to read? We're all going to read it together. John chapter 14 and verse 12. We're going to read it five times this morning. And as you read it, this scripture is not talking about somebody else. It's talking about you. Are you ready? One, two, ready, read. Most assuredly, I say. One more time. One more time. One more time. One more time. Yet one more time. Now I'd like you to scream me this last time. One more time. works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do because I go to the Father. When we read the scriptures further down, he will tell us why he was going to the Father. But I'd like to pause here for just a few minutes to describe what exactly does greater works mean to you? Jesus walked on water and then he appeared to me and he's telling me, greater works will I do. Jesus calmed the storms of life. <laughs> and then he appears to me and then he says, greater works than these will I do also. Jesus cleansed the lepers, healed the sick. He grew hands out of cut short hands saw a man that was lying for 38 years held him by the hand and told him to stand up 
a paralytic man that was that was down state for several years. He told him, your sins are forgiven. And then he murmured against him and he said, which one is easier? Your sins are forgiven or that you can rise up and walk, take a better walk. And then he appears to you and I and says, greater walks than this. What exactly does greater walks mean? Are you sure that we have actually not shortchanged ourselves with the Holy Spirit on our inside? We have taken the greater one on our inside and done greater nothing. We have taken the greater one on our inside and not taken him to challenge anything. Greater works than this will he do because I go to the Father. Let's go on. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. And he shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And when he gets to the Father, when he said, I'm going to the Father, he says, I shall, I shall pray the Father. And he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because he sees him not, neither does he know him. But you know him. He dwells with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. We see a pattern here. The dispensation of where the father was dealing directly with man was about to end. And what did he do? He began to announce the next. And then Jesus' time on the earth was about to end. And what did he do? He began to announce the next dispensation. The dispensation of the Holy Spirit. Come on, say the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. In this dispensation, it is very spiritual. Very spiritual. Something happened to me two weeks ago. No, no, not two weeks ago, about a month ago. I went on a training at work. And at breakfast, they give everybody packs of small chops. Like. <laughs> and they give everybody packs of small chops. And lo and behold, I said. And lo and behold. I opened my pack and there was no chicken inside. I asked the person beside me, is there chicken in your own? He said yes. I asked the next person, is there chicken in your own? He said yes. I asked the next person, is there chicken in your own? He said yes. I said, why is it my own? That there's no chicken. I said no. I refuse to take this. I said the name of Jesus, the favor of God is upon me. All things are working well for me. In the name of Jesus. Somebody said it's more chicken. Ah from chicken you give the devil an opening he will take a mile but it's just small chops now no you don't take it like that you don't give any space to the devil I said I have the favor of God inside of me no more in the name of Jesus I complained I told the woman oh, excuse me madam you know if you know me personally ask my wife I don't complain I'm just easy going okay you just take it, take it. no that was old I am the new. Hallelujah. I said, hello, madam. Why does thou not 
release the chicken unto the Lord's servant. <laughs> and she said she's sorry that um, uh, we packed it so, so, and so. Okay, okay, problem. When it was time to sign in, I signed and I put there, without chicken. Oh, yes, I did that. The person that said that she's sorry, there's nothing we can do, she came back. She said, actually, okay, this is what is going to happen. Please, help us to cancel it. Please, we'll look for something that we can do. I said, okay, no problem. I shall have mercy and I canceled it. For the next four days of that training, when everybody was getting one, one chicken, guess who was getting two? Somebody said it is ordinary chicken, but guess what? If you do not resist. I said, no. I resist, I refuse. Why should it be me? Why should it be your car that will carry nail? Why should it be the bus inside you that will get stopped on the express? You are carrying something. You are carrying an ark. I carry grace. I carry glory. I carry the unction. No! Come on, somebody said no! We're getting one portion. Okay, please. What else do you want? Because I said no. Somebody say no. Why did the Holy Spirit come? That the scriptures might be fulfilled. Check the book of Acts chapter 2 and verse 16. When Peter rose up and was talking about the Holy Spirit that had just descended, he said that I may fulfill what was written by the prophet Joel. In the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your, your, your women will see dreams. He said upon my handmaidens and upon my men servants will I pour out my spirit upon that day. Fulfillment of prophecy so that men may be reconciled back to the Father. Be filled the earth mandate. It remains. We ought to occupy this earth with the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost. That scripture might be fulfilled. He came to testify and to be a witness unto Jesus, John 15. The very last verse, Jesus, when he prophesied him, he said he would testify of me. Remember when we read the first scripture we read? God who has sundry times and in diverse manners has spoke to the Father through the Father, through the prophets. Has in this last day spoken through to us through his son, Jesus. So the Holy Spirit was to come and continue what Jesus could not continue because he had a physical flesh and had to go back to the Father. It's his dispensation now. Hallelujah. It is very spiritual. He that is born of the flesh is flesh. He that is born of the spirit is spirit. You cannot consider everything based on face value. You are a spirit man. You cannot look at somebody behaving a certain way and, and judge him based on what you can see. You are a spirit. Your spirit is alive. You have the life of God inside of you, so you should discern. Sometimes you should just pause. Why is this thing like this? And consider it with the lens of the Spirit. That's why it says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, where we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. Because the things that are seen are what? 
temporal, subject to change. The atoms can be shifted. They can be adjusted. They can go away. But the things that are in the spirit realm, they remain eternal. That is why we focus there. That's why we look there. To look at the unseen, you must see with the eyes of your spirit. There are unseen forces in your organization. If you think that that band that you work for is just normal human beings that are controlling it, nothing just happens. Everything is an outcome of spiritual power. There are unseen forces in that your media outlet. There are unseen forces in your business arena. I hope you know that. At the city gates where negotiations and transactions occur, there are men that come in with different things. Some come with gods, some come with horses, some come with chariots, but you come in the name of the Lord. Unseen forces. And as believers, we must remain conscious. Or else, you are capped and maintained for cheap when you ought to dominate and to win. Come and say, I dominate. Come and say, I win. So because the Holy Spirit is a spirit, in Scripture we see several physical expressions and manifestations used to describe Him. In the book of John chapter 3, Jesus speaking about the Spirit. We see what He says. John 3 and verse 8. If you have that, please put it up. The wind blows where it wishes. And you hear the sound of it. But cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. Bible says, And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, there came a sound from the, and they were all with one accord in one room. There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty what? Rushing mighty what? Rushing mighty what? The Holy Spirit is not a wind, but he has expressions like a wind. You cannot catch him and box him and put him somewhere. <laughs> he moves however he wills. You create an opening for him and he invades it. You block him and then he has to go over you. Wind. Wind. What are the characteristics of wind? Wind is everywhere. You go to the desert, it's there. North Pole, it is there. South Pole, it is there. Wind, as long as there's air, there's wind everywhere. So is the Holy Spirit. That is why he's called omnipresent. We are not like certain people that have to go to a certain location to encounter our God. If we carry him inside, then we can encounter him anywhere. He is there. And the psalmist prophesied concerning him, if, if I go to the depths of Hades, you are there. Where can I hide from your love? Where can I hide from your hand? Where can I hide from your light? He's everywhere. What are the characteristics of wind? As long as you open a space for him, he invades. Somebody open space for the Holy Spirit in your life today. 
Stop ejecting him. Stop resisting him. Let him evade you. Because you don't know who you truly are. You, th you think that your configuration is banker. Who told you that? Mighty man of valor. Banker. God forbid. <laughs> Mighty woman of strength. And you have judged yourself. I'm just a food specialist. I'm a taster. My palates are actually trained to taste the best of meals. Who said that's you? Who said that's you? Is that a dream that was sold to you from somebody else? Let him invade you. Come on, say, I let the Holy Spirit. I let him invade me this morning. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, he was there in the beginning when God found man out of the dust of the ground. Genesis chapter 2. And Bible says, and God did what? Breathe the breath of life. And man became a living being. He was that thing that activated things. Activation. You see, it, it, it is not dead until it's activated. This speaker unplugged. You may think that this speaker is not working. Plug it first. You have been unplugged for so long. That's why they think you are dead. He has no power. There's nothing. He has nothing to offer. It's because you have not been plugged yet. Wind. Come on, say wind. John chapter 7. It seems like this apostle John, he captured this Holy Spirit. He knew some things. We should go for Apostle John Masterclass. John chapter 7 and verse 37. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He that believeth on me. As the scripture has said, let's read the last sentence together. One, two, ready, read. Out of his belly shall flow rivers. One, two, ready, go. Again, a scripture this morning that helps us to describe the function of this river. The next verse told us, it said, This he spake of the Holy Spirit, that those who should believe on him should receive. Ezekiel chapter 30, 47, rather. Pardon me, please. Verse 3. I read. And this man had a line in his hand. He went forth eastward. He measured a thousand cubits and brought me through the waters. The waters were to the ankles. And again he measured a thousand and brought me to the waters. And the waters were to the knees. Again he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters were to the loins. Afterward, he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass over, for the waters were reason. Waters to swim in, a river that could not be passed over. In other words, there are certain levels and different levels of depths in the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Some of us have let him to invade us up to our ankle, 
and all we are going to do is to lift our trousers or our beautiful skirts up and that is all we are experiencing you are experiencing a level of wetness if they say how many of you are wet you say I'm also wet because my ankles are wet but then there's another level where it is the knee where there's so much that you are experiencing in the Holy Spirit you've left him invade you up to the knee but then there's the loins level and then the place where it's overflowing and then it is all of you and the entirety of you but guess what? It doesn't stop there, guys. Let's see verse 6. Let's see scripture this morning. And he said to me, Son of man, <laughs> hast thou seen this? And then he brought me and caused me to return to the bank of the river. When I had returned, behold, at the bank of the river, there were many trees on one side and the other. Then he said unto me, These waters issue out towards the east country. They go down. Can I have it in the NIV, please? NIV. Verse 8 in the NIV. Thank you. He said, This water flows towards the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah, where it enters into the sea. When it enters into the sea, the water there becomes fresh. Has anybody ever bought hard bread before? Has anybody ever bought bad fruits before? He's saying that the impact of this water when he enters certain spaces, what was stale before suddenly becomes fresh. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Water that causes things that have been dead to come back to life. Come on, say it comes back to life. The water there becomes fresh. The water was not supposed to remain in your belly. It was supposed to cause other waters to become fresh. Next verse. Next verse, please. Verse 9. You missed verse 9. And it shall be, listen to this, every living thing that moves, wherever the rivers go, will live. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there. Not stay here. Go there. For they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. Verse 10. It shall be that fishermen will stand by it from Engedi to Engloam and there will be places for spreading their nets. Their fish will be the same kinds as the fish of the great sea, exceedingly many. Can you see economic empowerment there? left this country for the wrong people to rule. Men that lack rivers. That is why it, everything is stale. But guess what? Where there was darkness. Where there was darkness. That is why God who caused light to shine out of darkness. He said, let there be light. You are that light. You are that light that he's sending. Taking the rivers of water inside of you to cause those things to come back to life. Fishermen will stand by it. Where were the fishermen before? Because the rivers were dead. The waters were dead. They could not come. Verse 11. In the swamps and the marshes will not be healed. They will be given over to salt. Verse 12. Along the bank of this river... On this side and on that side, 
will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither. Their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine and for healing. Why? You have estimated the rivers on your inside. You thought it was just a stream. In fact, some of you thought it was just a dispenser. That somebody is just going to come every minute and just, like my son will do, just play with it. And then that's it. What? When you have rivers inside of you? Rivers. You know, I checked the definition of flood. A flood is where water that goes where no, there is usually, it's usually dry land. It is not flooded until it reaches places where it is usually dry. That means that the flood of the Holy Ghost, it is not actually a flood until it has impacted somewhere that is usually dry. The flood in your life, inside your belly, it is not, it has not gotten to the level of flood until it impacts somewhere that is usually dry. I got rivers on my inside. I refuse to play at stream level. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The next one we see is oil. We've seen wind. We've seen water. The next one we see is oil. Exodus chapter 30 and verse 30. Media, please help me. I have to run now. Exodus 30 and verse 30. And he shall anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them that they may minister to me as priests. Let's go to 1 Samuel 10. In 1 Samuel 10 and verse 1, um, God told Samuel to anoint Saul. And then in verse 6, we saw the impact of that anointing. He said, the spirit of the Lord will come upon you and you shall prophesy and be turned into another man. But the origin is an anointing, a symbolic representation of the Holy Spirit coming upon you. In other words, an anointing with oil, it is not the oil in itself. It is the Holy Spirit that is making the oil what it is. So you can go and pour granite oil all over your body. That's no anointing. <laughs> or you take something that has been consecrated and that becomes the anointing. Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed you, commander, over his inheritance? We see the same in the time of David. Bible, 1 Samuel chapter 16 or chapter 15. Bible says, God told Samuel, Get your horn and fill it with oil. I have set a king among the children of Jesse. And then he went and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And Bible says, The Holy Spirit came upon him from that day. The anointing is to consecrate people to serve. Not only to separate you for service, but also to empower you to serve. In other words, if you, that if you serve without the anointing, you will do it with stress. Maybe you have been experiencing stress in the service of the Father. It is because there is oil that is lacking. If you look at an engine, for an engine to work, it needs two things. It needs fuel to combust and to burn. And then it needs the oil for it to be easy to flow. The fuel is the word, is wood that we constantly supply to the fire. And then the oil is the anointing, the grace, the ease. Jesus said in Luke 4.18, how did he do those great works that he referred to in John chapter 14? 
He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. In the last chapter of that book, he said, tarry in Jerusalem until you are endued. Don't end to die for Jesus. Until you are endued with power from on high. And then finally, where I was going to all along, Matthew chapter 3, and verse 11. Matthew 3 and verse 11. Do you have it? I just read here. John speaking, he said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Fire. Somebody whisper that word, fire. Whisper it again, say fire. Do you know what fire really means? Verse 12 says, whose fanning is in his hand? He would thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner. He will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Fire does several things. But amongst all the things that fire does, keeps you warm, gives you light, cooks your food, Fire consumes. Fire consumes. There are several kinds of people I want to address this morning. Some people who have blocked the fire of the Holy Spirit on their inside. Fire. Second Timothy chapter 3, chapter 2. Fire. The Holy Spirit is not fire. But he consumes like fire. 2 Timothy 2 and verse 20. In a great house, like this great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver on one side, but also vessels of wood and earth the other side. Some to honor this side. Some to dishonor the other side. If a man therefore does what? Purge himself from these. What these? Dishonor. Dirt. Rocks. Cleanse himself. <laughs> he shall be a vessel unto honor. Sanctified and meet for the master's use prepared unto every good work in other words it's actually my choice if I'm going to let this fire to actually purge if I'm going to let this fire to just be a mirage and something that I'm excited about or if I'm going to let this fire to cleanse me can I have my rocks 
Now watch this. Let me have the bag. Look at this bag. It's a little heavy. So I'm just going to put it here. Does it not look nice? It looks good, right? It's a nice, I think it's called a tote bag. Am I correct? I'm wrong. What kind of bag is it? I've lost form. Anyway, whatever. So here's a nice bag. It looks cute. If I go to a store, I'll probably pay maybe $200 for this. Valuable. Genuine leather. Black. Goes with almost any dress. I hope I'm correct with that one. Mrs. O, am I correct? She's the fashion lord. Goes with any dress. Cute. Nice. Strong. Sturdy. But then inside, that's outside, Abby. But then inside, it needs spongy. Babe, please permit me to put it on your back. So what's inside? Come close, don't be afraid. We need to purge some low-level, low-level demons, lying spirits. The fire needs to purge it. The fire needs to burn it off. Submit yourself to the fire. I'm going to be here by 12. That's when you're leaving your house. I'm on my way. You are climbing down the stairs. No, no, but I, I, I actually didn't mean it. You need purging. Yeah, I called you out. You need purging. L low level, little, little, little demons. Little demons. What have we done? We've created more space for the Holy Spirit to invade. Am I correct? The next set of people that I want to invite for purging. Cute bag. Oh, wow. Sexual sins are dangerous. Every sin against everything that a man does is without the body. But sexual sins, they will harm your body. In other words, you're not only endangering your spirit because you're in separation, you're in the state of separation from God separating yourself from the grace that covers your body. Purging. We had interpreted fire to mean that I'm going to fire on God when it's time to pray. Uh -uh. Fire also purges. It's a purging fire. What is purging? An injection of something that is dangerous for your system. Don't go to that guy's house this night. Don't go there. How can you take the body, the temple of the Holy Spirit and join it with an allot? How can you do such? Do you know what you are carrying? Let fire burn it off. May the fire of God burn those desires now in Jesus' name.
cute on the outside, put together on the outside, but inside you are carrying dirt, unfit for the master's use. Next set of people. This one is a little smaller. is not the grand instructions. My son, my son, advance to Abuja NNPC Towers, encounter the GMD of the institution and request a contract. I receive, Lord. It's not going to come until you obey. Wake up and pray. It's not going to come until you obey. Get to church on time. Major life decisions. You know that that relationship, you ought to end it. You know that it's not time to leave that job. There's an inheritance for you there. Or some of you, you know that it's time to leave. However, the spirit, the wind is blowing in which ear? You know it inside you. But you are struggling with God. Saying, God, but, God, but me, no, but. You are struggling and saying, God, but, but, but I, I, actually, actually, what? Actually, destiny? There is a way that seems right unto the man. What Bible, the Bible say, the end is the ways of destruction. Not death, oh. Destruction. You want to know what destruction is? And check what happened to Job. Lost everything, lost his health, lost his friend, lost his wife. May we not lose our wives in the times of trials. Amen. I see it's with your wife. I know that with my wife I can go through anything. She's God's gift to me. Ore Oluwa, take it soon. That's destruction. You're struggling. Fighting it. Ah, God. Ah, no now. Ah, no now. God now. God. Why? Why? But, but just put it to the side. And you come and you lift your hands to worship God. And you, and you feel the presence of God. And you feel God so close. And then he says, like the next one, final one, give that seed, give your money, My, give your son, ah oh God, this car, I just finished painting it, I was about to enter town, I was about to carry the babes, show them that God has raised me to, I was about to visit them, put it on loudspeaker, 
hit them with, who be that guy when they drive that car? You need purging so you can be fit. Can you put your hands together for my armor bearer? So you can be fit for the master's use. That is what fire does. And if we see the book of Acts chapter 2, it says, And there appeared unto them cloven tongues as of fire, and it sat upon each. Everybody has space for something to be burnt. Everybody has space for something to be burnt. As long as you're advancing, something has to continue to burn and be purged so you can continue to be fit for the master's use. Your life does not depend on you. Life is not your own. You were bought with a price. You were, they priced you in the market of hell. Jesus appeared with the blood of Jesus. He appeared with his blood that had been shed. And he looked Satan in the eye and said, I have paid the full price. Let them go, Joe. You were set free. And then he came and said, Jesus, I accept you as Lord and Savior. And you still want to be Lord over your life. It's the work of the Holy Spirit to purge and to remind you and to keep whispering. the space and I need you to give up. In this church, let me remind you before we go on, we're not raising normal people and normal members of society. We're raising a supernatural army. Army mode. Battalion. That we can take 10 members, average, go somewhere, affect every single sphere of influence there. Not just the business and the churches, but affect business, affect education, affect families, affect everything. But for that prophecy to come to life, we must allow the Holy Spirit to carry out some purging with His fire. your hands this morning and spend some time to pray. Somebody needs to do some consecration again. Somebody needs to lift his voice to God and say, God, I submit myself again. I have held on to this for so long. I choose you. I choose you, Father. I choose you. Holy Spirit of God, burn away the chaff and let me be fit. Oh, nekila batiande sin dalagata. Arreganomberia baregayada gayadasha. Alayane. Alayane. Fire burn. Ah, Garotoniate. Ah, Ragotiale Manabasta. Omenia de Rucalea, Barede, Baria. 
know, he said, lay aside every weight. In the laying aside, you need some purging and some burning. Some burning off of chaff, waste, limits. You can't run as fast as you should when there are weights that ought to be burnt off. I pray for everyone that is experiencing any form of delay. Lift your right hand. I declare in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus. I declare be free in the name of Jesus. I declare be free in the name of Jesus. I declare be free in the name of Jesus. I declare that policies are rearranged for your catching up in the name of Jesus. Any form of delay, any form, I don't care whatever form it is, whatever shape, whatever dimension, we declare in the name of Jesus. We rearrange it for a catching up and an overtaking in the name of Jesus. Yeah. 
to be alone We'll say From the rising, from the rise To the setting of the same And that name, yeah, is to be From the rising, yeah, to the setting of the same. Your name is to be our Lord. Oh, say ah, say ah. I don't Father, I pray 
Let them be strengthened with might by your spirit in their inner man. And Father, I ask yes, that the eyes of their understanding be enlightened. Show them a glimpse of the benefits of that decision. And Father, let it be the anchor for their soul. In the name of Jesus, I call your feet. I speak feet, speed to your feet in the name of Jesus. I say run, 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 in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Yeah, some things were broken this morning. Some things were broken. You will look that guy in the face and say, no, I've gone past that. I've moved on. I'm not going back. I'm done with you. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody want to celebrate Jesus in this house? Hallelujah. We hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much he wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in his presence.